BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey folks, before we start the show, make home your favorite new restaurant this winter with Omaha Steaks delivered straight to your door. If you ever wonder what makes Omaha Steaks so good, well, here's your answer. I figured it out. It's the aging process. Omaha Steaks are aged at least 21 days. That's where the magic happens. Try these mouthwatering steaks in the Butcher's Best Sellers package. Go to omahasteaks.com, enter the promo code VOICES into the search bar to save over 50% and secure exclusive pricing. Included in the Butcher's Best Sellers package are four iconic fork tender butcher's cut filet mignons, four ultra-juicy burgers, four savory pork chops, four kielbasa sausages, four rich and decadent caramel apple tartlets, and so much more. In addition to getting more than 50% off, you also get four more chicken breasts and four more of those delicious burgers for free. All you have to do is visit omahasteaks.com, type voices into the search bar to order the Butcher's Best Sellers package today. Save 50% plus get four free chicken breasts and four burgers, all from the company that's been bringing people together for over 100 years. That's omahasteaks.com. Type voices in the search bar. Again, omahasteaks.com. Stakes.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA and covering the whole wide world. Right on! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. No, 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 no. Greetings all across the uh, fruited plain. It is I, your leader, your messiah, and the world's greatest talk show host, Rush Limbaugh. Folks, if you're like me and so many other Americans who are feeling all butthurt over the Supreme Court's decision to legalize same-sex marriage, I am here today to help with my all-new Rush Limbaugh butthurt bomb. It's a scientifically developed analgesic salve that's proven to alleviate the pain, swelling, itching, and staining of butthurt in country fresh or cookies and cream scents. Act now and get 20 butthurt bomb applicators free of charge because no one wants to get their fingers all sticky and smelly with the acrid, sour stench of butthurt. And if you're like me and you can't quite reach your butthurt, try my Rush Limbaugh butthurt bomb applicator wand. It extends and bends, allowing you to apply my butthurt bomb with the greatest of ease. And if you're also butthurt over the Obamacare decision, try Rush Limbaugh's Maximum Strength Butthurt Bomb. I'm wearing Maximum Strength Butthurt Bomb today, and Bo Snurdly's wearing the cookies and cream scented butthurt bomb. <laughs> Just go to RushLimbaugh.com and click on the radio microphone and enter the promo code AHOLE for 10% off your purchase of Rush Limbaugh's Butthurt Bomb. Another fine product from EIP. The Excellence in Butthurt Network. We could not talk or talk forever and still find things to not talk about. The Bob Seska Show. Butthurt. 
from our nation's capital. It is Thursday, February 18, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, how you doing? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 30 of the Biden-Harris administration, 628 days until the 22 midterms, and let's bring in the goth ninja. It is Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, from-the-bunker.com, also sexyliberal.com, along with all the other Sexy Liberal Podcast Network programs. It is your podcasting superstation, sexyliberal.com. Also, uh, every Tuesday on the Stephanie Miller Show, by the way, stephaniemiller.com to listen and watch live every time it's on. Also, David T-Rex Ferguson from the T-Rex Report podcast. Patreon.com slash the T-Rex support. Also, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. And all three of us are wearing our Rush Limbaugh butthurt bomb today. (laughs) (laughs) That was from a few years ago. That was, I think, 2015 that I made that one. So much to talk about today, Goth Ninjas. Um, I I have a... I have a splitting headache, and it's not just because my buttons aren't working today for some reason. I woke up at like 5.30 this morning, and I don't mind saying I'm laying wide awake in bed, and what's running through my head, what's keeping me awake, what's keeping me from falling back asleep? Oh my God, it was uh, this. This was stuck This was stuck in my head. The, <laughs> the Buzz Burbank jingle, for some reason was jammed into my head and I was about to get out like a rubber mallet, like a giant cartoon-sized rubber mallet and just start thwacking myself over the head to get it to go away. I mean, I love Buzz and I love Rocky Mountain Mike, but when this is circulating through my head at 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning and I still have a couple of hours that I want to sleep, I just want to yank the rest of my hair out. It is uh, so aggravating. And now, Aww. yeah, so now I've got this... This headache. So if I'm a little logy today, if I'm a little slow in the uptake, that's probably why I didn't get yeah, my. That I didn't means get I can my, walk all over you conversationally. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's right. I didn't get my 13 hours of sleep a night, but yeah. So here's a hint: the What's next up? time you have a song stuck in your head and you can't get rid of, just mm-hmm. sing in your head "Blackbird" by the Beatles twice through, and it's like the magic reset. What, is really? it really? That's interesting. I wonder how that works. I wonder if there's something special about that song. Can it be any song, or does it have to be that song? For some reason, Blackbird works for me because it's just the simplest possible, like just melody and guitar and and Paul. Yeah. Okay. And um, mm. so that's I like the magic man. Yeah, that's the magic formula then. So if you if you're like me and you've got the <laughs> Buzz Burbank jingle jammed in your head. Or, you know, I think a lot of people are having the uh, Nick Lutzko song stuck in there. <laughs> Thanks boat to parade. me. Yeah, it's all, it's entirely my fault. I do this. Boat parade. I do this to people. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I am sincerely apologetic for that. I, See, you, you, you're different than I am. Like, songs that get stuck in my head are songs that most people wouldn't know because they're original material for my mom's show. Oh, see, now that's uh, even worse, though. I, mean, I was literally thinking about, they did a takeoff on the Dolly Sisters movie years ago, yeah. and it was an entire show, so it was an hour long. <laughs> and um, there's this song with one of the, Do- and it was called the Doily Sisters, and, uh-huh. and my mom's character, uh, I think it's during the war, but I forget, she, she ends up getting, it's during the war, she ends up getting amnesia. Yeah. So there's this song that she sings, and it's called Hello, Who Are You? Where she's looking in the mirror and and pointing at things all over her body mm-hmm. that are wrong. Um, and it's and that was stuck in my head today. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't no. know. 
Oh, I'm would, so I, sorry. I'll find it for you, and you'll be like, that's a very funny song, because it is funny. Oh, you but know okay. it was well, completely stuck in my head. Yeah. As a songwriter, you'll have a new, like, waiting for the world to end. Like, that song drove me insane until mm-hmm. I could actually, like, make it a song with another musician, because... It was just on a loop in my head, and it was like trying out different arrangements and waking oh, up at man. like four in the morning. It's like this is what I sound like with Celtic penny whistles in a children's <laughs> choir. I'm like, shut <laughs> up, leave I, me yeah. alone. Stop, please stop, stop. I'm trying to write yeah. you as fast as I can, little song. Just like, by the way, I, uh, just a small point of order as far as that Buzz Burbank jingle goes. That's that's Mary in Ann Arbor singing on that, and I forgot to mention Mary so in Ann Arbor when I was uh, condemning it. <laughs> I'm saying thanks for being stuck in my head, Rocky Mountain Mike and Buzz and oh yes, Mary in Ann Arbor. And as far as that goes, her name is Mary and her handle on the Stephanie Miller show is Mary in Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. As in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I think a lot of people right. think when I say that, I'm saying Mary Ann Arbor. And that's not her <laughs> it's not her name. It's Mary in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And so when we say that, it all kind of runs together. But anyway, um, let's see. Okay, so yesterday was a hell of a day. It was one of those banner days where it just seemed like there were lots of great things happening throughout the day. And one of those great things was the fact that that monstrosity in Atlantic City got torn down brick by Mm. brick, completely demolished. I wonder if Donald Trump, (laughs) I wonder if he watched the demolition. I wonder if he watched his dreams just crashing to the ground years after he had to file bankruptcy and screw over all those contractors in Atlantic City. I wonder if he watched that demolition yesterday because I watched it on Endless Loop. That was one of the I loved things. it. Yeah. And, you know, in fact, I'm surprised that Nicole wasn't... Wallace was like, let's watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised that wasn't the thing that was running through my head at 530 this morning, keeping me wide awake. That would have been much uh, easier to take because that was that was fun to look at because I've been inside that god awful place. And it is if you imagine Donald Trump's uh, garish nouveau riche penthouse at Trump Tower, imagine mm. that like multiplied times like whatever it is, 600,000 square feet or some ludicrous size in there. Fake crystal and glass and gold. You know what it's like? It's like standing inside of one of Elvis's jumpsuits from 1975. <laughs> it's I keep thinking like about those Cadillacs with the chopped off trunks from the 80s. Do you remember how ugly those were? Yeah. And some people would put like faux gold luggage straps across right. them. And like that to me is like the essence of Trumpism. Yeah. Like, yeah. I spent a lot of money on this. You bet it's ugly. Well, (laughs) the the essence of Trumpism is just no taste, no taste whatsoever. And I'm talking about taste, preference in style and substance. He has no fucking taste. It is absolutely absurd that he is so proud of that monstrosity, Trump Tower, and then his casinos, of course. But that, that penthouse in Trump Tower, I would hide that from the world. I would be so embarrassed to show off that ridiculousness. It's like he went into the uh, the Trump Tower while it's under construction and said, you know what I want my apartment to look like? I want my penthouse to look like Gold LeMay. Please make it like a like Robert Goulet's a Gold LeMay trailer. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. you've got all the money in the world and no taste at all. Right? That's right. It's, it's, That's right. 
It really does. I mean, it looks. It doesn't look like a dwelling. It mm-hmm. looks like some kind of public space, like a mall. Yeah, yeah. I, or, I mean, or, I can't imagine anyone getting comfortable in that environment. You know, the living room in Goodfellas. You know, Henry Hill's living room, where he's got the retractable fake stone wall that opens right. up and shows the hi-fi system behind it, and they've got lots <laughs> of like cheetah print couches and things like that. That's what Donald Trump reminds me of. Donald Trump reminds me, or at least his. Yeah, I like this place. It's Classic. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and please, let's have lots of pictures of me standing around in this place. That is so utterly embarrassing that I don't know about. Oh, my God. So, well, that's gone. The uh, casino's gone. I imagine we're going to see lots of other Trump properties demolished over the uh, coming months and years. So that's going to be something to look forward to. But also yesterday, Rush Limbaugh died. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, my first reaction on the show after saying Rush Limbaugh died was to chuckle out loud and go, <laughs> well, you know. yeah, I mean, I don't want to necessarily revel in the fact that someone died from lung cancer. Cancer is no. a horrible, horrible way to die. But at the same time, Rush Limbaugh was a horrible, horrible person. And I hope we spend the next uh, however long on here uh, on the show talking about why he was a horrible person, not necessarily Mm -hmm. the horrible way that uh, he had to die. This cancel culture has gotten out of hand. God has has canceled Rush Limbaugh. (laughs) The big FCC director in the sky has Mm -hmm. finally pulled his plug. The thing with him is he was such a brilliant broadcaster. And he was. Yeah. Yeah. He did what he did. He spoke as he spoke purely for monetary reasons because he didn't believe half the crap that he spewed. No. He wasn't an ideologue. He was in it for the money. Mm -hmm. And at least if you believe it, I can can give you a little bit of a break, but he was a mercenary. And, um, And then other people would believe him because he did it so well that they thought, yeah, that's how Rush really thinks, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, And and he he put this crap into people's heads Mm -hmm. and and ruined relationships. You know, not he personally didn't, but it did ruin relationships in certain people's families because they would follow his lead. Um, and he could have been a brilliant broadcaster and been a good person. But he used his natural talent for the dark arts. He went exactly. directly to the fucking dark side. When he was, uh, I forget what his actual real name is. I want to say Richard oh. Christie or something like that. Something Christie, Randall Christie. or. Um, but when he was just a regular DJ, man, he was good. He was good uh-huh. at being a radio DJ. That's a fact. But he decided to turn to the dark side of the force right out of the fucking gate as soon as he started talking at length on Wasn't the show. Wasn't it as soon as the Fairness Doctrine went out the window? Probably like the right 80s. around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. when he rose up. I remember first hearing Rush Limbaugh in maybe 1989, somewhere around there. I mean, because I had been familiar. Uh, I mean, we always talk about Rush Limbaugh being the patient zero in the rise of right-wing hate radio. But you know who was in the mix at that point in time, right around when Rush Limbaugh rose up on the radio? Morton Downey Jr. Uh Doesn't get enough credit for starting that trend in just far-right screaming on television. He died of cancer, too, as well, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I mean, that was his trademark. He was a heavy smoker. Yeah, he was a heavy, heavy smoker. Oh, yeah, he He would smoke on on the air. Yeah. yeah, yeah, on his show with his red socks and his pablum. Pu- he used to call liberals pablum puking liberals. That was his thing on that show. Yeah. And Rush Limbaugh eventually did a show much like Morton Downey Jr.'s show, a television show. Mm-hmm. 
And it went off the air after, uh, I forget exactly how long it was on the air, one, two seasons, something like that, when there was complete disarray in the studio at this one point where the audience turned into mayhem. You should look at it on YouTube. It's like this extended clip of video where Rush Limbaugh is just stunned in fear behind his desk while the audience just goes bananas <laughs> all around him. It's absolutely something to behold. I mean, you want to talk about a television meltdown. Rush Limbaugh's last television show was a television fucking meltdown where they're telling him off and they're telling him what they think of him and it was a beautiful thing to observe. But we have here, I've got some of uh, Rush Limbaugh's most horrifying hits. I also said his greatest hits, but these are horrifying clips. We all remember his uh, jihad against Sandra Fluck. This was uh, from, I want to say, 2012 that happened with Sandra Fluck and birth control and the Affordable Care Act, where Sandra Fluck was not even an activist, really, and she ended up testifying before Congress saying that, you know, look, I need this birth control because I have a condition that requires... It wasn't even her. It was a friend. It was like her close friend oh, who was has it? ovarian cysts and needs yeah. hormones yeah. to keep them at bay. And he didn't understand that that <laughs> he doesn't understand how the pill works. No, no he of thinks course. you only take it like a contragestive. Right. right. He right. doesn't realize that it's a daily thing, and if you don't do that, you you yeah. could probably get pregnant. And then, like with ovarian cysts and things like that, I mean, I used to, uh, before I you know everything's all dried up now, but um. Before, when I was on the pill, um, when I was still creating eggs, <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually had cysts early on, too, yeah. in my early 20s. Yeah. And so that was part of the, there was twofold that I went on the pill, and that was one of the reasons as mm -hmm. well. And as soon as I went on it, they went away. Oh, yeah, yeah. My stepdaughter mm -hmm. had the uh, same kind of problem with ovarian mm -hmm. cysts. Extraordinarily painful, extraordinarily mm -hmm. difficult to deal with, and, and that's and one a of lot the of only women, ways to do it. A lot of women use it also because of really bad periods. Mm -hmm. yeah. It can it can not only regulate them better, it can make them lighter and sometimes just go away. But all that's all that's um, so. all that's fake, Jody. Clearly, Sandra Fluck and know? everyone taking birth control—they <laughs> just want to be sluts. They would just want to go around slutting it all up. Here's Rush Limbaugh yep. calling Sandra Fluck a, a slut. What does it say about the college co-ed Susan Fluke, who goes before a congressional committee and essentially says that she must be paid to have sex? What does that make her? It makes her a slut, right? Makes her a prostitute. She wants to be paid to have sex. Oh my She's God. having so much sex she can't afford the contraception. She wants you and me. All right, go fuck yourself. See here, this guy was nabbed by customs for trying to travel to the Dominican Republic with a giant uh, bottle of Viagra that was prescribed to him, but not in his own name. And by the way, he was with a whole bunch of other... I'm not begrudging Viagra. I'm just saying he was with a bunch of other guys on this trip, and they were going to the Dominican Republic. What do you think that they were going to do there? Allegedly, they were going to involve themselves in the sex tourism trade there, which is exploitative and awful and probably lots of underage girls in the mix, too. So, uh, again, I say allegedly, but that's what happened with Rush Limbaugh, the guy who's calling Sandra Fluck a slut. And by the way, this was after all of that. This was after OxyContin, where he was going to a 7-Eleven, or I, it was either a 7-Eleven parking lot or a Walmart parking lot, and buying giant, like, garbage bags filled with OxyContin. 
that actually took his hearing. I mean, he lost his hearing because of yeah. all of that oxy yeah. that he was. He was taking something like 40 oxys a day. I mean, something mm-hmm. beyond Major. just normal quantities, right? Yeah. Uh, there's just one other clip here. Let's just play one other clip of Rush Limbaugh. This is where he was talking about how, oh, yeah, by the way, guys, no actually means yes, according to Rush Limbaugh. Stop with agreeing on the, agreeing on the why takes all the romance out of everything. What? Takes all the seduction. Seduction used to be an art. Now, of course, it's brutish and it's predatory and it's bad. bad. How many of you guys, in your own experience with women, have learned that no means yes if you know how to spot it? Oh, my God. No, go fuck yourself again. Oh, my God. Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He opened the door for Trumpism. I mean, Mm -hmm. he 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 brought this kind of violent hate. Mm-hmm. Into the and you know and there's been this attitude from mainstream broadcasting for his whole career that's like oh you know he's incendiary or yeah. you know he controversial I mean it's like no the guy is a hate geyser mm-hmm. God taking him out was like them finally capping that oil leak in the <laughs> Gulf of Mexico yeah it's like this copious spewer of toxic sludge has been neutralized mm-hmm. rejoice my countrymen and be glad in it. <laughs> Like, I mean, really, like, he was, I mean, he actually had a, like, fun little segment he would play in the 80s and 90s where he would announce the names and uh, locations of people who died of AIDS. I mean, he was just... Fucking monster. Hate cannon. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's, you know, I, you know, I don't mind saying I'm basically, I mean, I'm glad he's dead. Mm -hmm. Because he, every day he was alive, he was spewing hate yeah and i just what well, and, and ba- I mean, he basically like trump is the same guy yeah with like a muskrat pelt on his head mm-hmm. I don't know. well i was having this conversation with donna halper uh via dm on twitter and we were talking back of course donna halper has a long long history in, in broadcast radio she started out as a you know as a dj became a music director discovered the band rush the the only rush to me who really exists is the band <laughs> rush and thank god that we can now so when i write about rush on twitter or post about it on Facebook or Instagram, people know that I'm talking about the fucking band and not the guy, right? So I can, we're all free now to talk about our favorite Canadian rock band without people going, well, what about Rush Limbaugh? You're talking, you're not praising Rush Limbaugh, are you? No, no, I'm no. not. But here's the thing about radio guys. You know, Rush Limbaugh, as I said before, started out in music radio. He was a hot rocking DJ and he was good at it but here's one of the features of radio and i don't know if you had this experience david i'm sure buzz has experienced this a thousand times over during his career but radio guys love to bullshit they love to aggrandize themselves they like to make things out to seem like they're more important than they really are their ratings are higher their audience is more loyal than anyone else they even you know i was in public radio we would defer to each other constantly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense. After oh, no. you. No, you go, after you, you. You go ahead. After you. Oh, no. You first. Thank you. No, please don't. Uh, allow me. Yeah. No, you. But even yeah, when you're, you know, you're just talking, you're talking up a record, whatever comes out of your head, you can make up the temperature, the, we can make up the weather, you make up the traffic, you make up where you're standing, what you look like, uh, you know, your tastes, your, you know, just like, imagine, you know, we just watched that movie, uh, Fake Famous, which uh, Kimberly and I are going to be talking about at length on the after party tomorrow, um, where there are all kinds of Instagram and social media influencers who buy all of their followers, buy their likes and buy their comments from Mm -hmm. bots and so on. 
DJs are like that. DJs bullshit. They they make things up. They're not really as important as they think they are or that they say they are. And so Rush Limbaugh took that level of deception and then weaponized it as a yeah. right-wing talk show host. He took that career move and said, okay, look, I'm good at talking. I'm going to... You know, and he may have some level of conservatism as part of his values, but I mean, ultimately, how can you have values if you just are willing to bullshit and make things up wholesale? Mm -hmm. And so Donna Halper and I were talking about how Rush Limbaugh took that talent that he had for broadcasting and he started making shit up. 99.9% of the things that he would say on that show were entirely fabricated, had no bearing on reality whatsoever. And because he's an authority figure, because he's good at using his voice, using his brain to manipulate his audience into doing what he wants them to do, he could basically IV drip that falsehood, that nonsense into the veins of his audience. And that became basically the model for an entire, and you look at the AM radio dial, what's not a Spanish language station is a Rush Limbaugh clone. I mean, 24-7 from the bottom of the AM radio dial to the top of the AM radio dial, nothing but people who are copycatting Rush Limbaugh to this day. And, uh, and of course, the centerpiece was Rush Limbaugh in the center of all that. I, uh, when I was working in radio full time, I was often called into board op uh, at a radio station that was carrying the Rush Limbaugh program. So I'd have to listen to that goddamn blowhard yeah. for three hours a fucking day. Oh, God. Monitor the show, listen, you know, play the commercials in between and so on. And so it's I got, worse than having to run Prairie Home Companion every Saturday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But only by a tiny proportion, but go on. But in that process, you could kind of see and deconstruct in your head how he could manipulate mm -hmm. people into believing all of that nonsense that was, to any outsider, anyone tuning in for the first time, knew that it was wholesale bullshit from top to right. bottom. But those who were listening in the car and entertained by his jokes were getting sucked in. They became ditto heads, which mm -hmm. essentially implied that no matter what he said, they were endorsing blindly. Like No matter right. what you say, Rush, I'm going to ditto whatever that is. Well, and to me, it's funny that that term ditto head just sounds like an insult, yet they wear it with <laughs> I know, pride. I know. It does. It really does. You know, some of the Have other you ever heard any of the Jim Jones tapes from Jonestown. Yes. Um, you know what? I don't think I have. I don't think I've he listened to those. He would, ones. you know, he had PA, you know, uh -huh. speakers all over the compound yeah. and he mm -hmm. would take a bunch of speed and just like run his mouth wow. for hours. Mm -hmm. And he would harangue, you know, and he had they, you know, he would tell these people, you know, they are coming through the jungle. They are coming for us. We have to stand together and he just it was and that's what I heard when I heard Rush Limbaugh the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Was like it's it's brainwashing. Yeah. It's cult. Uh, I mean, whether he believed it or not, they created a monster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I just. Yeah. It was. A, it was a like, you it was know. A, you look like people are like, why are COVID cases suddenly falling? COVID cases are falling all over the country, and they're like, what's up with this? And it's because they took Donald Trump offline, and yeah. because Rush Limbaugh hasn't been on the radio since January, mm -hmm. it's like the actual like geyser of garbage information has been silenced to a yeah. certain extent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now all those hard-headed 
assholes in the Midwest are listening to their wives when they're saying, put on a mask, honey, please. You know, like, yeah. it's... Yeah, because, again, I mean, it's, the, it's the brainwashing of my dad. It's the summation of that story where Jen Senko's dad in that movie, I can't go back to that film enough, by the way. It's a must-see to understand what we're dealing with right now as far as the population of red hats in this country. And what she was able to do was steer her dad, who had been indoctrinated by Rush Limbaugh and Fox News Channel, she was able to steer him away from that universe by restricting his access to that kind of information. So he, she, you know, she clandestinely signed him up for some email newsletters that were coming from reputable sources. I think she may have even, I forget, it's been a couple of years since I've seen the movie, but I think she may have even blocked Fox News Channel on his uh, cable box. Which I is, have. Yeah, Jody, have no, you done that? Yeah. Who'd you do In that my to? my house. At your? The whole house. Oh, your house. Case. Oh, just for yourself. Just in, just, just, just in case. <laughs> just out of principle. Okay. Just out of principle. <laughs> I thought you I, knew I someone that you were trying no, to arrest No, no, no. Okay. I mean, I, I, wanted, I wanted to teach Stephanie how to do it for her mom. Oh, okay. But now that her mom thinks Stephanie has a show on Fox News, that would be mean. Does she really? Oh. There's, a, there's, a, there's an anchor on Fox News that looks a little bit like Stephanie. Yeah. Um, and so her mom keeps going, oh, you were so good today. Because oh, she can't watch free speech TV because they don't get that in the nursing home. So yeah, she now thinks her, her name, I think the woman's name is Dakin or something. She looks a little enough like Stephanie so that when her mom is watching Fox News, she thinks it's now Stephanie. And Stephanie doesn't have the heart to tell her no. Oh, by the way, if you haven't heard Tuesday's show yet, oh my God, just listen to the first segment of Tuesday's show and bring your tissues because Buzz tells a story. Speaking mm-hmm. of uh, oh, Buzz is back. parents and their kids. Yeah, Buzz is back, of course. I forgot to mention that when we were talking all about his jingle. It is still, right now, stuck in my head. I'm hearing... Blackbird singing in the dead of night. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it's Take gone. these broken wings and learn to fly. <laughs> That's amazing. It's disappeared from my head. It's a miracle. Paul was the original... I mean, that guy could write an earworm like nobody's business. Oh, yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. Well, so uh, Buzz updated us with a story about his dad and his podcast. Not his dad's podcast. His dad doesn't have a podcast, Buzz, I, I meant Buzz's podcast, uh, Buzz Burbank News and Comment. Final edition is tomorrow. The very last Buzz Burbank News and Comment is tomorrow. And uh, we're all going to be sad to see that go. I think the, the news is going to be much worse off. Uh, I mean, I'm talking about the news as an industry is going to be much worse off without Buzz uh, reporting it every week. But um, he told a story about his dad. And oh, my God, it is the, you know, it's the sort of thing we all love to hear from our parents that we all desire to hear from our parents and i'm not going to spoil it i'm not going to get into it you got to go listen to tuesday's show to find out uh, what was said there but uh, i think that might trigger a full-on breakdown for yeah. me i want to hall pass um i'm skipping this assembly yeah. i have issues you can't yeah. listen to tuesday's show i've blocked your ip address you can't even download it david no no not at all so uh oh just a couple last things here about rush limbaugh too um the racism we can't talk about Rush Limbaugh without talking about how he made racism okay again in this country. He mm-hmm. made it okay to say things like Barack the Magic Negro. 
He did a whole bit about Barack the Magic Negro. This is a little racist, and at the same time, it's also a completely horrible taste. He was involved in this thing, and it's still happening today, where these right-wing talk show hosts attack non-combatants. They attack children. They attack high school principals. They assault teachers, and they, they attack homeless people. See also Jesse Waters, that unforgivable douchebag. Who also, by the way, copying Rush Limbaugh. And so uh, one of the things that Rush Limbaugh did during the Obama years was relentlessly make fun of Sasha and Malia Obama, where he would imitate their voices and attack them for this or that. And he would go after all, like, there was a, a little boy who was standing next to Barack Obama during the signing of the Affordable Care Act. Rush Limbaugh attacked the little boy. You know, this is a, a trend that we saw on the far right for many, many years. And as I said, it continues today where they don't care who it is. They don't care if that person, in fact, it's even better if that person has no savvy in communicating on television or on the radio. That's like an ideal target. It's an easy target. They love the easy target. Copying Rush Limbaugh is basically just monetizing being a human hemorrhoid. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. David. Yeah. Um, And by the way, Cigar Aficionado, maybe Cigar Aficionado is not the publication to be uh, eulogizing Rush Limbaugh after the guy dies of lung cancer. I'm just saying. (laughs) They did a whole thing uh, saying goodbye to to Rush Limbaugh, who was a uh, heavy cigar smoker and... God only knows what else. Well, I mean, if he so, couldn't be more foul, we have to make yeah. sure that he's putting off a cloud of burning tire smell as well. That's right. Uh, you remember when uh, Marlboro eulogized Yule Brenner after he... D- no, I'm kidding. It's just like, no, you don't do that. You just stay away. You take the high road. Don't call attention to yourselves and your encouragement of people to use more and more tobacco products tainted with all varieties of awful, awful chemicals. Uh, stay away from people who have died of lung cancer. Thank you very much. Okay, so if something is interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, consider our sponsor, BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P. BetterHelp seeks to provide professional help with ease. It's not a crisis line. This is professional counseling done securely online. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with a licensed professional therapist. Start communicating in under 48 hours, connecting in a safe, private online environment. Send a message to your counselor and receive a timely response. Schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever works for you. Anything you share is confidential and if you want to try a new therapist it's simple and free to switch BetterHelp says they're more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available start living a happier life today you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash sexy liberal join over 1 million people who've taken charge of their mental health go to betterhelp that's h-e-l-p dot com slash sexy liberal and receive 10% off your first month betterhelp.com slash Sexy liberal. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show.
uh, Jason Revoir. Oh, you picked this for me, didn't you? I love his voice. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah I think you uh, also are a big fan of his other project, Cougar the Tiger. Oh yeah, yeah. I think this is the. I think this is the same guy. I'm pretty sure. This is a song called "The Best I Can," or I'm sorry, "The Best That I Can," from the album uh, "Wonder Theist." Link in the description of bobsuska.com, revoir.bandcamp.com if you need to know it now. Love He's this. Giving stuff. me those Chris Isaac shivers. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just really great like, throwback. This needs to be sung like straight into my ear. You know. Absolutely. This entire EP is wonderful from top to bottom. I think there's five five tracks on it. We've already played one of the tracks uh, early on in the history of the Indie Music Countdown. And uh, this is the latest uh, from Jason Revoir. Uh, BobSuska.com slash music if you want to submit your songs to the show. Thank you so much for doing that. Okay, so uh, Texas is a giant block of ice right now, and Ted Cruz bailed out for Cancun. He's oh, back, I think, though. So. Is he back? Yeah. Is he's he trying to play it off that he always intended to return immediately, that he no, was just taking he, his family there. Yeah, he said, first off, his daughters wanted to go, so that's why they went, so whatever. But he all, here's his... Um, New statement. Okay. This has been an infuriating week for Texans. The greatest state and the greatest country in the world has been without power. We have food lines, gas lines, people sleeping in the neighbors' houses. Our homes are freezing. Lights are out like millions of Texans. Our family lost heat and power, too. With school canceled for the week, our girls asked to take a trip with friends, wanting to be a good dad. I flew down with them last night and am flying back this afternoon. My staff and I are in constant communication with state and local leaders to get to the bottom of what happened in Texas. We want our power back, our water on, our homes warm. My team and I will continue using all of our resources to keep Texans informed and safe. That's he threw his daughters under the bus. Yeah, he did. Yeah, absolutely. What a goddamn holy shit. He's basically like if what she said came to life and was a person. Uh-huh. You know? I mean, he's just especially if it was something that had nothing to do with sex. That yeah, everyone's yeah. like, "What?" Yeah. You know, oh, I mean, he just he is the absolute worst. He, he is. I mean, he so he left his kids down there. I assume the mom is down there, but it's like it's <laughs> yeah, apparently he flew he flew down there with his daughters and I assume wife. So I assume the wife is down there still. But today, what what happened over the news early this morning was he was on a stand he was on standby. So he wasn't planning on coming back if he was on standby. No, first no. Off. Secondly, as he was in the air, apparently his staff contacted the police down in Houston to have them meet him at the plane, I guess. Yeah, Jim Acosta so that he, said that. So that he wouldn't be yelled at, I I suppose. They would get him off the flight before anybody else got off, and then they would Boy, whisk him away. it's a good thing that cops in Houston don't have anything else to do. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. snowstorm. I think they have better things than to take care of this fucking asshole. But what a fucking weasel with his visible yeah. layer of slime, David. It was one, one of the best ways. his visible layer. Of, he just, he, he's like a slimy little cuttlefish or a, like a <laughs> aubergine or something coated in KY like his whole face just bothers me like and now he's got that trailer park haircut with the shaved sides (laughs) and and it's just like Ted Ted yeah yeah one of the things I mean god I had no idea he was so like short and round as those pictures from the plane he's just Um, a weasel of the highest order I mean how can you someone like that make it past the sniff test of you know most of the time you watch Ted Cruz and I'm just like the alarm Arms are going off my head. 
bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Everything he says is bullshit. He's just, he is so. This is the thing. He's been running for president since the day he was born. Yeah. Right. While the rest of us were having normal lives, having first relationship, he's been thinking about President Cruz. Yeah. Like that's just been, and it's like, it has, but he will never get there because he's an also ran. He's just got that like second place thing about him, like forever. He's like the worst. He's going to inherit like. The Trump constituency. Right. But he doesn't have whatever it is. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. have the charisma. I mean, I hate Donald Trump, but there is something charismatic oh, about Of course. Him. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, it, Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley might have that. Ted Cruz doesn't. And they all think that Donald's sycophants and cult members are going to follow them. They're not. They, they're not. A, they're not. I don't even think they'd follow Ivanka at this point. Yeah. They're not Donald Trump. He. He had that thing mm-hmm. that that he's a good bullshitter. He's a great marketer, but that's it. He can't do anything but market. And no one on the Hill likes Ted no. Cruz. He is no. very, he's extraordinarily unlikable for all the th- reasons we're just talking about here. I mean, even to other Republicans, they're just like, oh, my. <laughs> yeah, Ted Cruz. That you know, guy. He used to hang out in his dorm in a smoking jacket and a fucking cravat. <laughs> Yeah, and so slippers and a like and trying to like be this playboy and like you know like yeah. mack on the women and they were just like, yeah, he's, what planet are you from? He's somewhere between like the worst possible sideshow barker, like the guy who stands outside the chicken girl's tent and calls people in. A, no, but in, he's that guy's bitch. Is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> So he's not even the guy. He's not no, even the No, he's barker. not even he's the sleazy carnival barker. He's the guy that brings the carnival barker his glass of whiskey. And it's like, here, chief, I got your glass of whiskey. You know, like. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, exactly fucking right. And I was going to say, be somewhere between that and like the worst used car salesman. Refund. Refund? He wouldn't even. He's the one on the lot that can't even keep his numbers up. Yeah, he's like the one the other guys, the other sleazy used car salesman, dunk on. That's right. Yes, exactly. I'm giving your numbers are down again this month, and he just. I'm giving him too much credit is what I'm doing by (laughs) saying he's a terrible used car salesman. I got to aim lower with those metaphors. I think that's where, that's where I'm going wrong here. Um, So his job was to be pond scum. The other pond scum would hate him. Well, of course all the other Republicans are lining up to defend Ted Cruz right now, um, including Eric Erickson and all these guys, Dinesh D'Souza, you know, if Dinesh D'Souza suddenly landed in my corner, be like, get the fuck out of my corner, Dinesh D'Souza. Don't right. you're not helping. But of course, Ted Cruz doesn't care because Ted Cruz is worse than all of those guys put together. He's like a carbuncle on Dinesh D'Souza's neck. He's just like the worst of the worst. I know that's Ew, David. He's like, really gross. But he's like if Dinesh D'Souza and Sebastian Gorka had a baby. <laughs> like, you know? That's right. There you go. You win. You win the Ted Cruz <laughs> metaphor contest today, David. Holy a shit. horrible entitled baby that thinks it's supposed to be president <laughs> on day one. Well, all these guys are like, well, what's wrong with him going on vacation? Well, it's the optics. optics. If you want to fucking be president, you don't fucking do that. Exactly. I mean, okay. So when my when I was able with my mother and, and my sister and her son and various other people to meet Barack Obama, yeah. it was during the government shutdown. Mm-hmm. And so... And he had actually had a a meeting with a woman who fainted at a press conference right before we met him. It was about the Affordable Care Act, and she fainted. So we're like, oh, God. Um, She's fine. (laughs) But um, so so he was like, 
we were told we would be able to meet him unless, because I think the government had just reopened. So him meeting with Carol Burnett would have been bad optics. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was literally like if something happens, he can't meet with you because mm-hmm. of the optics of it. Not that he wouldn't want to or not that it's not a good idea to meet you or anything. It's just the this would be bad optics. So Ted Cruz leaving town and then throwing his kids under the bus. But leaving town, if you want to be presidenting, you don't do that. No, no. That's like the oldest trick in the book. That's like the thing that you never, ever do if you're a politician. That is like day one of politician yeah. lessons. Okay, day, lesson number one. Don't get caught having sex with an underage girl. Don't do that. That's lesson number one. Number two. Dead girl, live boy. <laughs> yes, optics matter. Don't go on yes. vacation when there's a crisis in your state. That's just a right. rule. That's a basic thing. And you would think Ted Cruz, who went to like the shittiest politician school in all of the shitty politician schools, like some sort of awful like side of the road. Like tourist. the Rockstar Institute <laughs> yeah, sort of like politicians. Like the well, tourist- Chris Christie did the same thing and he didn't learn from him. That's right. Oh, my God. Remember he went to the beach? Mm-hmm. Just dumb, it's dumb, just dumb, dumb shit. Yeah. Go look dumb. at my timeline. They've been Photoshopped together. <laughs> I know. That. I saw that. That's so good. But, you know, ultimately, we're sitting here uh, almost concern trolling with, uh, you know, Texas Republican voters. Uh, but you know what? They're still going to vote for Ted Cruz. They're still going to support Ted Cruz. His numbers aren't going. I don't know. I think Texas might be the next Georgia. In well, I'm not saying he's going to win. I'm just saying that Republicans will still Some line up will. and not give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We do, and that's the name of the game as far as every election goes. We just simply have to outnumber these fucking bozos. And so, I was looking at that whole situation and being like, mm, it's almost like someone privatized something that should be public so that a handful of wealthy yeah. white people could make more money. Right. Nah, it couldn't possibly be that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're exactly fucking right. I mean, Texas has its own grid. It's run mostly by Republican politicians. And so, of course, they're blaming the crisis on AOC and California. Because, you know, <laughs> that's, I think, pretty much been blown out of the water in the of they floated that one. And it was just people were like, no, no, mm. no. Like Bill Clinton <laughs> pounding on the podium. No, no, no. no. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And also, no, no, no. Joe Biden didn't use weather weapons to send winter storms to Texas. Aww. Come You're on. Kidding. This has been a really, thing. Bob? <laughs> I know. Yes, we did, Texas. <laughs> shiver. Shiver in your freezing dark homes. The gays did this. Ah! Oop, I just knocked off my headphones. Uh, uh, that scientist left. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm here to tell you, uh, if you if you look up in the sky and you, and you see the snowflakes coming down, here's what you got to do. Look for little tiny airplanes and helicopters moving the snow toward Texas. Have you seen the tiny airplanes? Tiny black helicopters. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen the weather weapons moving all that snow and coldness toward the state of Texas? That here, that's uh, Joe Biden using his weather weapons to attack Texas. But PolitiFact, PolitiFact had to debunk this nonsense. PolitiFact actually had to fact check that Biden did not send weather weapons to Texas or Shut send up. the storm system. Yes, they had to do a fact check on this um, because there's a viral Facebook post, of course. Okay, so in a February 15th post, Scott L. Biddle wrote that the storm resulted from weather manipulation and controlling the jet stream, something he assured people is not they, a conspiracy. They do it with chemtrails. <laughs> That's right. He said he assured his people that it's not a conspiracy theory. Oh, well, in that case, it must be true. If he says it's not, 
He went on to say, Joe Biden's dark winter statement was not a random thought. It was a foreshadow of what's to come. Oh, Texas is God. Texas is the only state to have its own entirely independent electric grid. Hey, thanks for helping. Thanks for making sure that's clarified. I think that part's true. But then PolitiFact had to go, and of course, pants on fire. Duh. <laughs> of course it's pants on fire. There are no weather we- There were no weather weapons. Remember there was a, a super I, tornado you know, I or something? I think it's okay for us to let them believe that we can do this. Yeah, maybe that's true. Yeah. I think that's... <laughs> maybe that's the real weather weapon. The idea that there could be weather weapons. Look uh, when out. I was in high school, a rumor went around that I was a witch and that I'd hexed this one like popular girl, like a mean mm. girl, and then all everything bad that happened to her, she thought was a hex, and she like came to me and was like, "Please, please, you know, lift the <laughs> curse." And I'm like, "You can't unthrow a rock, girl. What am I supposed to do?" Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, so let him think it. Speaking yes, of uh, behave, Texas, or we will send the tornadoes. <laughs> that's right. Joe Biden is going to get in one of his tiny helicopters. Or one of his tiny airplanes and send that weather storm system down to you. Look out oh, for fuck's sake. So um, speaking of optics, um, when we come back from a, a short break, I want to talk about the Lincoln Project. And hopefully this is the final word on the Lincoln Project scandal. And it's I'm now at the point where I'm officially pissed off at the Lincoln Project. We're going to talk about that and uh, wrap up the show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Facebook friends. This is George Harris and a song called Young Republicans. And uh, the reason he wrote this song is because his uh, girlfriend at the time left him for a young Republican. And that young Republican's name was Rafael Ted Cruz. No, I'm kidding. That's <laughs> Oh, God. That was about to be the saddest story I've ever heard. <laughs> no. 
But, you know, a young Republican is a young Republican. That's still bad. Still bad. Uh, yeah, um, bobseska.com slash music. I love this track, by the way, with George Harris. George uh, drew a picture of me one time as Captain Scary Pants. You can see it on my Instagram page. <laughs> the Bob Seska, well, by the Malcolm way. Malcolm Nance's name. Oh, yeah, no, he was, uh, he, he wasn't Shouty Captain... McShoutface. Shouty McShoutface. Shouty yeah. yeah. I'm Captain Scary Pants. Yeah. No one else is Captain... I'm the only one That's who's Captain true. Scary you Pants. Thanks to Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> I am the only Captain Scary Pants. That is absolutely true. You know what? I never promote my Instagram page. Please go and subscribe to my Instagram. The Bob Seska is what it is. Very easy to remember. There's no underscores in it, I assure you. It makes it, <laughs> I made it very easy to remember. Um, okay, so getting back into things here. Um, so I've, I've totally lost my patience with the Lincoln Project, guys. Um, and, you know... <clears throat> I spent a lot of time on the record uh, defending, not maybe not specifically the Lincoln Project, but I spent a lot of time defending Never Trumpers, and mm-hmm. I stand by that defense. I, I believe that that is a vital part of the Biden coalition, and moving forward, the existential crisis facing this country necessitates having this big tent coalition, and I could go on and on and on about justifying that, but... Mm-hmm. Um, and I said... What did you say? <laughs> Do you remember? I'm like, I. these people have been perfectly fine with everything up to Trump. Yeah, well, that's right. true. But now, I'm but just now like, the rules, I don't the trust rules, them, but they were useful to us. The stakes and the rules have changed. I completely sympathize with what you're saying. There's no doubt about that. I mean, you know, we've been following uh, blogging about politics for basically the same length of time. And, uh, and everything you say is 100% true. I just feel like the parameters of the political debate in this country have changed and shifted so dangerously that we do need to make sure that we you know hang on to this biden coalition coming out of the 2020 election so that doesn't feel like that's fair but i think we should also point out that conservatives just can't handle the pressures of success like you know it's like the breitbart got everything they wanted when trump got elected and now it's been scattered to the four winds remember just the whole conservative media meltdown of 2017 yeah (laughs) Yeah, right. And it's just, you know, the Lincoln Project succeeded in its primary objective and now has blown apart at the seams. The people yeah. I'm thinking about were all the people who probably are in their 20s and were working in the media section, you know, and like probably were not making a lot of money. And now they've been just like cut loose and tarred yeah. Yeah. with the other people's. Just, you know, disgrace. Well, I I mean, what I don't want to do is necessarily conflate the Lincoln Project, which is a very limited number of people, versus the entirety of the Never Trumper movement. These are two, they're not separate and distinct, but the Never Trumper population is much, much larger than just, you know, the five guys who run the Lincoln Project. But, you know, these guys for a year at least running the Lincoln Project, were on Twitter lecturing us and correcting us and telling us how savvy they were in terms of political campaigns and how we're doing it wrong and they're doing it right and we need to listen to them. And then it comes down to, I mean, we we were talking earlier about the first two lessons that you learn in politics if you go to politics school. One of the lessons you learn when you go to uh, learn about becoming a political strategist if there is a like horrible, horrible statutory rape kind of sex scandal in your midst, you get out in front of that thing. Yeah. You call it out. Yeah. You do the right thing as soon as you fucking hear about it, if for no other reason but to guard your own ass. You don't try to cover it up. People find out this shit mm-hmm. gets out there. And you know what? It was out there. 
and they failed. March of whatever it was, March of 2020, they knew what John Weaver was doing. They knew that John Weaver had been praying, and you know, I'll throw in allegedly, they allegedly knew um, that John Weaver <clears throat> was, and he's one of the principals in the Lincoln Project, if not the main guy, they knew that he was preying on not just other people online, not just offering, you know, trying to trade sex for internships or whatever, but he preyed on a 14-year-old boy. Yeah. And, th- and they knew this shit, and yet they didn't do the right thing, which is, again... Well, they're, they're Republicans. It's, that's not their impulse when something happens. There, It's like, cover it up. Yeah. Cover it up. You know, that's just like, all they knew. I mean, that's their... Bless their hearts. Right. I mean, it just, <laughs> well, I, uh, again, they were, you know, we weaponized their meanness because this is an example. John Weaver is an example of how living in the closet makes you mean as shit. <laughs> and we use it against one of their own. Yeah. And now we're done with them and they can go away. Well, but, I mean, yeah. there I mean, should be some accountability, obviously. Well, I think I think we're seeing the accountability now. I think the Lincoln Project is done. They had great aspirations coming out of 2020. They were going to start a media empire of some sort, and that's all gone away. You know, the principals in the Lincoln Project who were aware of all the names, they will continue to work, in some cases, Democratic politics. I mean, Steve Schmidt is now a registered Democrat, and he's going to be working for Democratic candidates. So irrespective of what happened with this scandal, they will continue to go on and, and, and do their thing. But at the same time, looking back at um, the fact that so many of us vouched for the Lincoln Project and what they were doing, while, uh, I guess, valuable in terms of fueling the water cooler wars and making sure that the messaging was out there and trolling Donald Trump with a series of ads in Washington, D.C. and so on, that was all valuable, but for fuck's sake... They were undoubtedly useful. Yeah, but not helping now. This is like Anthony Weiner. Not helping. Bad judgment. Bad, bad, bad. Bad judgment. Avenatti. uh, Avenatti. Yes. The Lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Makes us all look bad. We all have some level of blood spatter on us from this ugliness that they've been involved in now. And so this raises a level of resentment in me, um, not just because I defended never Trumpers, but because it just if you're fighting in the trenches on social media and so on, if you're doing what we're doing every day, you don't need to give these people any more ammunition by these people. I mean, red hat trolls and so on. Uh, And, and all this does is it fuels their conspiracy theories about uh, whatever it was, pizza restaurants having secret, uh, you know, sex trafficking things going on in the basement or whatever the fuck the conspiracy theories are. This only adds to it and makes us all look shitty by association and not what we needed going into the Biden years. Because, I mean, I'm surprised that this isn't 24-7 on Fox News Channel. I don't know why it's not yet. Maybe it hasn't bled over to that network yet. But uh, Well, they've got lawsuits of their own to be worried about right now. I think is, they're kind of trying to cover ass and not incur any more legal notices. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, they are working with attorneys to put together you know, an investigation into what exactly happened. Okay, that's that's fine. That's standard operating procedure, of course. But uh, this should have happened a year ago. This should have happened as soon as they found out what was going on. And by the way, there are allegations suggesting that the attorneys they're hiring were also contributors to the Lincoln Project. So there was just a ton of, and that's the other dimension. See, you can't count on Republicans to do the right thing ever, 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 <laughs> ever, say, ever, say, ever, ever. Steve Schmidt's a Democrat now, David. 
you know, like <laughs> that was been like two months, three months. I know, uh, I know, yeah, I know. I mean, you know, look. Um, uh, you as, signed off on busing as a racial issue. You signed off on school vouchers. You yeah. signed off on pro-life, quote unquote. Which, by the way, Kimberly's debate with Joe Walsh. Have you guys listened to it yet? Yeah, I listened to just, a little bit of it. Yeah. I helped Actually, her, I, I listened to about three quarters of it, it before I had to stop listening to his voice because I find his voice <laughs> really grating. Really? Um, but she was amazing. Yeah. Kimberly Johnson, if you're listening, girl, your patience, your kindness, <laughs> your fairness, I just like – but mm. I mean still, like at one point, Joe Walsh was just like – Okay, well, you win. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I can't really argue right, that right. against that. You know, and I was just like, well, damn, Kimberly. <laughs> Patreon.com slash start me up to uh, support her podcast. Uh, again, it's the Start Me Up podcast with Kimberly Johnson. You can find it everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, you know, I, I so seldom plug her shows because I don't want to be accused of nepotism or something like that, but it's a, she's a great fucking show. That's absolutely true. She just like, she just hit him with like, hypothetical after hypothetical and he's like I, I, I don't have an answer for that <laughs> right right <laughs> it was like yeah they uh, I gotta send her a note because I mean really it was like it was like watching like some kind of sword dance or something it was so intricate and yeah. yet so like just gracious <laughs> and graceful I that's mean, so it was sweet yeah like, yeah yeah and, and you know what you know a salute to Joe Walsh too because he agreed to do it I think it was partly his idea for them to debate abortion on her show where she had the upper hand. She basically had the vocal high ground uh, in that discussion because she was running the show. So I give him credit for acquiescing and doing that whole thing. And that, that took some guts, took some guts to uh, put it all out there like that and debate someone. And so seldom happens these days. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, the, the never Trumpers, I try to, and this includes Joe Walsh too. I try to give the never Trumpers in general, a wide berth being a, a former Republican myself, you know, suffice to say it was when I was in high school it was when I was 17, 18 years old and I didn't know anything, um, rapidly evolved into being a liberal as soon as I got to college. But, uh, you know, I try to give them a wide enough berth to make this transition. It's not something where they snap their fingers overnight and suddenly they they're liberalized. That's not how it works. It takes a while to evolve and to kind of figure out where their place is. So, you know, I try to at least give them that kind of latitude uh, personally, myself. But uh, that doesn't necessarily mean any of you have to. <laughs> I'm just saying that's how that's how I operate with these guys. But with the Lincoln Project, that is separate. They really badly fucked up. Badly, badly <clears throat> fucked up. And this is maybe one of the most catastrophic fuck-ups that you can do. In the... In the pantheon of fuck-ups, covering up a child sex scandal, a child rape <laughs> scandal, not, uh, yeah. Oh, I just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to hold that thought to myself. Was, <laughs> okay. uh, not very nice, but uh, All it right. just was about projection and Republicans and... Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you, you just you get this. Is, these are people who like you know I've spent like my entire adult life being called an unnatural person because I'm gay. Yeah. Or you know that my marriage shouldn't be a you know so I'm just like yeah welcome to our side we've used you go get mm -hmm. out exactly. Yeah. Um, 
Yep, yep, and Rush Limbaugh was a big part of that, and uh, and some of these guys who ran the Lincoln Project were also a part of that, and yeah. uh, some of them have repented and seen the error of their ways, and, and some of them have It's like if the yeah. kid that beat you up and took your lunch money every day in eighth grade suddenly shows up in ninth grade afraid of an even bigger bully and wants your help. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. you let's you and him fight. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like, it's like in DC, in DC Comics, uh, Lex Luthor uh, at one point becomes part of the Justice League, I believe. It's so strange what happens sometimes, but there you go. I, I have no idea. Thanks for taking that back to an 11-year-old's comprehension. Yeah, I know. And you know what? Now that I've said it, I'm not sure that I'm, I'm correct on that. I don't know. I don't know if... Now I'm like, oh shit, am I getting this right? Did I remember that correctly? I have no idea. Well, anyway, we're going to continue this conversation on the post-mortem show on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Bob Show. You want to keep up with the rest of the festivities here today after this music is done playing. We keep on talking, I don't know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, however long it takes. Uh, and it's the best It's the best part of the show. You're missing out on a lot. It's, everyone says, oh my God, I wish this was part of the free show. But no, you got to subsi- uh, subscribe at uh, our Patreon page, $5 a month. That's all it takes. You get two post-mortem shows a week for that $5 a month. And uh, if you sign up for a little more, you sign up at $10 a month, you get the two post-mortem shows every week, plus the Friday after party with me and the aforementioned Kimberly A. Johnson. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's our Friday after party show where we talk about our personal lives and really obscene sex, drugs, politics, rock and roll, all the rest of it. For some reason, uh, the topic of penises comes up a lot, and I'm not sure exactly why that is, but it's kind of become synonymous with the after party. I have no idea. I have no idea how that happened. Meanwhile, Jody Hamilton can be found at uh, from-the-bunker.com. It's the From the Bunker podcast every Tuesday, right? Am yes. I, did I get that right, Tuesday? Yes, it's every Tuesday. Yes. Of course, duh. Yes. All right, yeah, see. <laughs> I'm still blaming the Rocky Mountain Mike Buzz Burbank jingle uh, for... <laughs> Oh, I, I tweeted out the song. I tweeted out the part of the sketch where my mom sings the song that's in my head. Oh, great. To both okay. of you guys. Hopefully you can. It's from Oh, my Shout God. Factory, Astral so. Summer are going to have to cover this now. <laughs> well, that's that's it for the show, folks. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Hold it. Don't nobody move. If you're sick and tired of the commercials on the show, I've got a solution for you. For just $15 per month, you can get the ultimate edition of this podcast. Here's what that means. The ultimate edition combines the free version of the show with the post-mortem show that we record after the end credits. Plus, we take out all the commercials just for you. That means you get the hour-long free show plus the 20-minute post-mortem show where all the real fun happens, and you get all of that without commercials for just $15 per month. That's bobseskashow.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Thank you.